Welcome to DC TV Classics, your source for the history of DC on TV. I am Keith Chow. I am Brittany Monet. This is our final episode, our dear fellow listeners. Please don't be sad. Brittany, I hope you're not sad. Uh, it's bittersweet, but I mean, <laughs> you know, looking forward to what the future has in store. Yeah, um, I was just looking at the history of this podcast and we've been on the air off and on. I mean, I know we've taken our share of breaks and hiatuses, but uh we launched the podcast in October 2016 and here we are. It's a brand new decade. Yeah. And uh you know, not not a bad run for nearly 4 years. What do you think, Brittany? I think we had a pretty good run. It's been fun. This has been one of my favorite podcasts to do. I mean, it was my first one, but it really has been my favorite just because I don't know. It's been cool getting to talk to you. And when we had Desiree, um, Nick, Ken for one episode or two. <laughs> My friend Daniel was on like the first episode. You know, so many cool people we've had on. So, Brittany, I wanted to ask you, since this is your first podcast uh-huh. and we've been doing this for three and a half years now, what was your favorite moment if you could narrow it down to like one or two moments on the podcast yeah i actually have two which is why i was like this is a tough question (laughs) so susan eisenberg having her on was just ah that was so good and i felt like because i like to do voice stuff so i felt like i learned so much from her and that like little bit that we got to talk about her approach to acting as a voice actress and just she's wonder woman so i mean come on how cool is that that was the third episode we ever did actually so yeah like we kind of started with a bang didn't we (laughs) it's like oh yeah (laughs) gosh that was three episodes into the show it's like oh we by the way we got wonder woman yeah that was crazy but so cool yeah and also doing the holy musical batman episode that was a lot a lot of fun for me being you're a huge star kid fan no did we do that that was after nick came on as a co-host right yeah we had nick on for quite a while because first we because i knew that he was always into like dc stuff from like following him on twitter and just kind of like seeing old star kid interviews mm-hmm. and then obviously how they did holy musical batman so i was like hey i have this podcast <laughs> would you want to be on it sometime maybe down the line talk about holy musical batman and he was like okay and so he came on and like you know did the theme song episode with us at first i think yeah that's right that was right after the susan eisenberg one it's funny that so the the fact that like you know i i almost forgot i felt like nick joined like you know like halfway through the show's run but i mean i guess he joined as an official host halfway through the show's run but like he was the guest in our fourth episode you know uh, which was the theme song episode so like the history of nick's presence on the show goes back to the beginning as well so that's kind of it's kind of nice to think back that someone who's so and you know nick nick i'm sure people who are listening to this podcast right now are probably only listening to because because nick brought them over here basically right so yeah anyone who's (laughs) because no one else gives a shit about this podcast (laughs) which is why we're canceling the show (laughs) it's all your fault people Uh, no i'm I'm totally kidding about that what drew you to want to be a part of this podcast to begin with Brittany? i think just like i was kind of saying earlier that i've always been very opinionated about my comic book and like just TV show opinions and stuff in general. I think how we ended up connecting was because of the whole Iron Fist yeah. <laughs> situation. And I think from there, you 
had just asked me like, hey, I'm looking for people who want to be on a podcast about DC stuff. Would you be interested? And I was like, I was like, you want me? And you're like, is that a yes? Like Hamilton, <laughs> is that a yes? And I was like, oh, this is such a perfect partnership. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, to be fair, you had been on Hard Knock Life, which is the other podcast that I host. After It was after. Color. Really? After, uh, yeah. after this? Yeah. Oh, okay. You were just following me because I was very much like, no, they should have done it like, you know, a, a Chinese American artist <laughs> and, you know, was very like, on the nose of that and yeah <laughs> i think that's i have a vague memory and i could be wrong but you were also you also like you you didn't like the fact that they killed black canary on arrow right do i was that correct or is that oh I, yeah i feel like that's another reason where i was like kind of oh i think britney's cool <laughs> because <laughs> she's down with black canary yeah i just i it I mean, I understand that if her and, you know, Stephen Amell, they didn't have that romantic chemistry to like Mm. do that, you know, ship on the show, which is, I think that's okay if it doesn't work for the show. They could have still kept, you know, her as Black Mary and not have... Didn't have to fridge her, right? Yeah, they didn't have to fridge her. And then they bring her back later as like Earth 2 version of her and just, yeah, I, that was, I feel like it was very unnecessary having to like you know kill her and they could have still had you know all the city going on and still have her be the black canary they didn't have to be romantic but i feel like that's a huge part of the reason why they killed her off was so yeah, that yeah. people could stop being like eh, it's supposed to be ollie and right, right. And Diana. <laughs> you know like i get it like i get why people are upset about it but you know if you have two actors who are exclusively really good in their roles as those characters but when it comes to romantic chemistry they don't have it that's fine you can just be like no they're just friends and you know i mean there's nothing wrong with that but yeah and it was also ironic that you know a character that's so synonymous with gail simone you know she's had such an iconic run on birds of prey so i feel like there's only a handful of writers who have like the definitive diana lance Mm -hmm. and then gail is the one who coined the phrase fridging female characters you know Uh that they would go and fridge the black canary on arrow Uh, all the characters you know And and twice technically if you count sarah too Oh right, <laughs> they killed they killed two black canaries. <laughs> yeah, and I I just remember like there was a there was a whole thing on Twitter because as you said there are two camps in Arrow fandom, especially mm-hmm. back then. I feel not so much anymore. I mean the show's over now. And technically, Arrow is a DC TV classic, and that's why we're talking about it. Since oh. It's no longer <laughs> on the air. That was the thing, right? We can only talk about shows that are no longer in the air. And, you know, yeah, Arrow's not on the air anymore. <laughs> But there was two camps in the fandom and there was the, the camp that, that you said, you know, would moan about it should be Green Arrow and Black Canary, Dinah and Ollie or the, the Clark and Lois of the comics, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Right? And of course, you know, he had this undeniable chemistry with Emily Bett Records, who plays Felicity. And so, you know, the writers went ahead and developed that relationship, which lasted to the end of the series. Mm-hmm. And but at that period, when right before this show, we started doing this podcast, there was a lot of like, back and forth between the pro Elicity camp and the pro Laurel camp, you know, Mm -hmm. but I just remember the vicious, there was a lot of viciousness and I just felt that some of the vitriol was a little one way and it was like, not just at the character, but at the actress and stuff like that. Yeah. That that's when any, and not just in arrow fandom, but like any fandom, when you start attacking the actors, 
I feel like it's problematic at the very least, you know? Oh yeah. There's so many other fandoms that have done this <laughs> not to go down that rabbit hole, no, but yeah, I mean, not. you know, I think a lot of people forget that for actors, like that's our job to like, you know, play the character. If the writer is like, you know, you made this choice, but let's do this choice instead. Like then ultimately it's like, you know, that's what the writer's vision wants. You know, that's always what's going to precede whatever the choices the actor would want to personally make. It's up to the director and writer. So I think to be mad at an actor for doing their job. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, I understand now if they took a job that should have gone to somebody else, like, you know, race uh, Finn Jones. Or, but, yeah. <laughs> like Finn Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I understand where you're like, no, 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 that's not okay. But, right, right, you know, right. so. Yeah. Well, and that's what I, I did. I mean, and I get like, like you said, the, the there's a contingent of, and let's be real, there's a contingent of fanboys uh-huh. who, as you said, were like, well, comics canon says blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, people who are just like comics canon arguments, rarely good faith arguments a lot of times because they're the same people who are like, mm, comics canon, Aaron Fist is white. Yeah. You know, but they, and I get like they were, you know, blasting the show for focusing on elicity and everything like that. And it should be this. And, you know, to be fair, like, I don't know how many of the pro Laurel camp was really like fanboys saying Ollie and Laurel should get together. If anything, I just remember even people who didn't like Elicity also didn't like that version of Black Canary. Because I remember yeah. like, they called her Whack Canary, you know, back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? But I just remember, like, for some reason, to me, it seemed like people really, like, maybe that's what it was. The people who were anti-Elicity also hated Black Canary. And then the people who were pro-Elicity also hated Black Canary. So just, like, everybody hated Black yeah, Canary. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like, it very much felt like everyone hated her. And I think I was trying to not get too involved in stuff. So I think with that, I was just like, yeah, sure. She's not the best, whatever. Like, I didn't want to deal with it. But I always really, honestly, I have always liked Katie Cassidy. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched when she was, was it was it the remake of, like, melrose place or something with ashley simpson like (laughs) i watched that (laughs) like i love katie cassidy she was great on supernatural you know so she's been on the cw for a long time right right so uh, it was so toxic then so i just felt like if you were like yeah i love black canary you were just like like, it was gonna be oh yeah like especially as a woman of color you're just like "Mm, you know this is a battle that i'm gonna sit out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, I think that's the true, that's true on the internet, regardless, whatever your opinion is. It doesn't have to be about Black and Air. If you're a woman of color on the internet, all of your opinions get shouted down by yeah. some of the jerks. I can attest to like, if you say, not even negative or critical, like if, if you say anything positive about Black and Air back then, you would get raked over the coals. Because I remember I wrote an article around, this was before they killed off black canary but i had wrote mm-hmm. you know we're, we're on the cusp of birds of prey coming out in theaters and i yeah. wrote, wrote an article for the nerds of color saying that like the cw should spin off the birds of prey into their own show and have like katie cassidy and you know they had a jessica gow i think played huntress on arrow so i was like yeah. get those characters get vixen get hawk girl get katana and, and i actually fan cast this asian american actress who's actually disabled in real life to play mm-hmm. oracle Mm-hmm. And and I just remembered like that was actually more so than A Iron Fist. I actually had to delete Twitter off my phone when I posted that article. Wow! Because someone got a hold of it and was like angry that I was like elevating Laurel over Felicity. 
Oh my god. Or something like that. And it was just like, oh my god. It was like I lit I was I remember I was at the store and my phone just kept going off. And I was like, what the hell? And I looked down at my and like I had my Twitter notifications. It was like in the triple digits. Oh no. And I was like, what happened? And someone had shared it, someone had retweeted the the article about birds of prey and i thought it was a really you know it's still one of my favorite things i've ever written it was like how why the birds of prey should be their own show on the cw and it was just like someone someone that was pro felicity or anti laurel got a hold of it and weaponized it against my twitter account <laughs> good lord wow and i didn't even say anything bad about felicity that's the thing oh, that's... that makes it worse <laughs> i mean i can understand if you like totally threw um yeah. felicity under the bus and they were <laughs> mad but the fact that you didn't that makes it a whole lot worse uh, but yeah. yeah i remember how just saying and i originally uh i feel like people might get mad at me but i originally shipped felicity i was very much for it and mm -hmm. then i think when the show became more of like the writers trying to please the elicity shippers than mm -hmm. like writing a decent story <laughs> is when i kind of started getting uh, annoyed with arrow mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone else felt that way, but that's how it came across to me. And, and what was sad was like, I originally was very like, you know what? I could, I'm so for Elicity happening, but the more it just turned into like, let's please these people. And yeah. you know, it, I think it did affect the show, um, which is why now, even if there's certain like things that I would like to see happen uh, in terms of like things like that or shipping or just, yeah, I kind of like don't, push it too much because i'm like you know what it might actually really be bad for the show going forward <laughs> so i just i don't push those things too much anymore yeah. because i feel like ugh, sadly i feel like yeah elicity kind of really changed the direction of where that show could have gone well and i think you know we've talked about this on this podcast and in other podcasts like the whole notion of shipping is fundamentally a good thing right it's just like any yeah. kind of fan action right where you you root for something or you you know, like fan fiction, all that stuff, like is that's part of being a fan. It's part of fandom. I oh, think yeah. what you're saying is this is also the, the flip side of fandom. It's like so dangerous is that it can mm -hmm. be weaponized, right? Especially yeah. when your identity becomes part of your fandom, when mm -hmm. it all becomes wrapped up in the same thing. And then when now like a criticism of this particular, whether it's a ship, whether it's a character, whether it's this or that, when your identity is wrapped up in it, any perceived slight against that character or that ship or that whatever becomes a slight against you. You know what I mean? And that's where the, the, the line gets blurred sometimes in fandom. And so whether it's like a DCEU fan or a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan or mm -hmm. Elicity fan or a Raylo fan, whatever it is, yeah. you know, like you, you are, it's part of your, it's who you are as, as much as your race and your ethnicity and your gender, like your fandom is who you are. Yeah. And that's a tricky area to navigate it is because even if like you are someone who is you know decent person and you're very positive i feel like when negative things are happening in your corner of the fandom like that's gonna affect you a lot because now it's part of like as you said your identity so i stopped getting heavily involved in fandom after a mm. while just because of how exhausting it is even if like you haven't really said anything that's worth getting attacked over or whatever it just it does it com becomes exhausting so yeah yeah that's it's so wild how <laughs> well this is a long long about way of, of me saying how i how i i think was introduced to you mm -hmm. on social media was was I, you're right it was probably a I mean, the Iron Fist and the Black Canary stuff was all around the same time anyway. 
Yeah. Uh, and, but it was all kind of like jumbled together. And I just, I just remembered like seeing some of your, you know, tweets and posts on the internet and just thinking you had a lot, a lot of uh, awesome things to say. So thank you for, you know, taking up the invitation and being a part of not just this podcast, but, you know, also being a part of the Nerds of Color. And, and of course, this podcast led to other podcasts on the DC TV podcast network for you and stuff like that. So. Yeah, um, I was just, I was very shocked and surprised why <laughs> I would be asked because I felt like I hadn't done anything besides kind of like shout into the void, you know? <laughs> well, that's the, that's the, that's the beauty of the internet. As much yeah. as, as much as we complain about how Twitter sucks and stuff like that, you know, Twitter can be used for good sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I just feel honored being a part of this. I didn't, I didn't think of all of the possibilities and things that it would lead me to, but you know, I'm so thankful for this podcast and I feel like that's why it always has such like a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I love so anytime that, you know, I'm available to record. Yeah. yeah. Like my schedule got crazy with work going forward, right, right, right. you know, but yeah, just doing this podcast has been you know, so much fun and so much joy for me. So yeah, I don't regret it all. That makes me yeah. glad. Like you, I've had a, a couple of, of episodes that I that I hold near and dear to my heart as well. Uh, I have to say one of my favorite episodes has to be the Aquaman commentary oh, track that you that was Desiree so much did. fun. That was a lot of fun. I, and I, we had said we would do more commentaries because it was so fun, but Commentaries are also hard to do because it's hard to coordinate the yeah that was the show and everyone's schedules and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, I will always remember the Aquamaning, the Justin Hartley Aquaman <laughs> <laughs> pilot episode uh, as a as a proof of concept that such a commentary track can work. That yeah, was really I cool. still have that on my like iTunes movie TV thing somewhere because you know I bought it because <laughs> it was only like a dollar it was like a dollar two dollars on yeah, iTunes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I bought it. And this was before DC Universe. Now it's like on DC Universe. We didn't have to we don't have to buy it now if you have a DC Universe subscription. But I'm thinking about getting one because I want to watch Titans and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. You you don't have one? I still don't have it. I know how terrible. <laughs> What kind of DC TV classics? You know, good thing we're canceling the podcast because we were going to like use DC Universe to like catch up on all these old shows. Oh, I know. But I know that was the plan. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was thinking like, I was thinking about that, like with my new job and everything. I was like, you know, I'm going to have to like probably get DC Universe because I'm more available now to record. But you got to watch everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I was thinking of. And then, you know we're being canceled so (laughs) (laughs) timing man the timing just never works out well it's speaking of timing the fact that this podcast debuted in 2016 a a good like two years three years before dc universe Uh it was really hard to get a hold of a lot of these old shows that we were talking about yeah like i remember i think when we did our the superman adventures the old george reeves show as our first episode like we were like looking up stuff on YouTube, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there is the one that was for free that you can watch, <laughs> which I saw that, and then I watched like little clips of like you know stuff that was allowed to be on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I it's still... all available on DC. You could just pop in if you had a subscription. You know, if I shared my password, not not that I do that, Warner Brothers, if you're listening. But uh, you could just hop on DC Universe and watch any of it. Yeah, yeah. I need to get DC Universe, but uh, gosh so much stuff well maybe you don't need to get dc universe because like with hbo max around the corner who knows if dc universe will be around much longer yeah if they're gonna <laughs> uh turn into one 
thing. But speaking of guests, and you, I know you mentioned Susan Eisenberg. We have had our share of amazing guests yeah. uh, throughout this show. We've had David Walker. We've had Al Goff, of, of one of the creators of Smallville. We had Phil Lamar, who did the voice of I uh, Green Lantern. There. I yeah. was not Brittany there missed that, that episode, but he ended up following me on uh, Twitter. Oh, right around, around that time? Yeah, which was cool. And I uh, don't know if he still follows me, but like... I'm always like anytime someone who's like kind of like a little bit like famous or whatever they follow me like they're gonna regret this I'm like a mess to follow <laughs> but no me and him ended up posing we were talking about something once so like I have like had cool like conversation with them in the dms which is cool but oh, that's, that's cool. like that's all I can like brag about with Phil Lamar. I didn't get to be on that. Yeah, you episode. missed that one. Oh, that's right. You missed that one. My <laughs> Which bad. Which is so funny. My dad always like, you know, that episode of Phil Lamar was so good. And because my dad <laughs> actually generally listens to this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, Brittany's he was, dad. He, yeah. He even listened to the episodes when it was you and um, as Adam Starcaster. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad generally does listen to DC TV oh, classics. Good. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one listener I was talking about earlier. <laughs> So we've had our share of guests, but I have to say, like, I think my favorite episode was was a one-on-one that I did with Cody Keaton, who was President Obama's speechwriter, who turned out to be a huge DC Comics mm-hmm. fan. And just to, like, talk to someone who was that close to the seat of power in the world, yeah. you know? But then, like, we're just nerding out about Superman and Batman was was really cool. <laughs> that was awesome. the most fun I've ever had. And, and, you know, like off, off the show, I was like, ask some questions about the president. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that was really neat to have people like that. So, yeah, I mean, this podcast has been, you know, a blessing, I think, for the both of us. Honestly, I've always as, as a longtime DC Comics fan and especially fan of DC TV shows and DC movies my entire life, uh, DC toys, everything that mm-hmm. I always wanted to do a podcast where I got to talk about, you know, not so much the stuff that's out now and 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 you know, I've said this before, the fact that we live in a world where there's like literally six different DC shows on TV, probably mm-hmm. more, you know, like that's, a, that's crazy, you know, like, yeah, it used to be one at a time, if that, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's hard to keep up, you know, so I wanted to show that I could talk about the shows that I grew up on, the shows that I loved in the past, like Smallville, like Lois and Clark, like Batman. And and that's why I approached Andy. I ambushed Andy at Comic Con all those years ago. Was like, hey, you have a whole network of shows about DC Comics uh, TV. How about why don't we do one that explores the stuff that came before? You know, the mm-hmm. the shoulders that these new shows stand on. And and honestly, like it felt it felt like the right time, especially with Crisis on Infinite Earths just happening and Crisis kind of canonize all of the shows that we talk about on this podcast mm-hmm. you know and all the movies as you mentioned adam starcaster and i did a whole mini series of going through every single dc live action movie that was put out from you know the 50s all the way or yeah the 50s with superman and the mole man all the way up to 1989's batman we we covered every single dc movie that came out in that in those like three decades mm-hmm. and we plan to continue to do more so i want, I want to talk about the future of this podcast in a minute but i do want to say that Ending this version of the podcast, ending our association with DCTV Podcasts, uh, and everyone at the DCTV Podcast Center, we love all of them, Andy, everybody, and it's been an honor to be part of this network to end this version of the show, and again, with Crisis on Infinite Earths being like, you know, it's it's almost like our Earth got wiped out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but, <Pretty much. laughs> but it will be reborn. 
in another form. Yes. So going forward, I mean, this has always been a co-production between DCTV Podcast and Hard Knock Media. Going forward, this will be a Hard Knock Media exclusive podcast. We will retain the archives. So if you are a longtime listener, you don't have to resubscribe or anything. This RSS feed should still continue. Mm -hmm. You should still have access to all of the episodes. We will be rebooting the podcast in the near future. And I believe Brittany will still be a part of it. Right, Brittany? Yes. Oh, yeah. You're not going anywhere. No. Not that we know of, at at least. (laughs) No. The only reason I would not ever come back on the podcast if I was too crazy busy with honestly an acting career that yeah, kept if marvel me from... if marvel gave you a call we'd understand yeah do the podcast yeah well you know dc too who, whoever <laughs> whoever you know yeah. but dc dc doesn't have spider woman i know <laughs> spider woman's my girl <laughs> but i'm a barista i can be hawk girl there you go hey hey ever since i like said i was on i'm a barista now what was it on a black lightning podcast uh nate or if anyone listens to both of these podcasts um <laughs> he was like what are you just a barista and like you know joking and referencing that so that's now i use that anywhere i'm like <laughs> i'm a barista <laughs> <laughs> well if your barista job takes you far away from the podcast i don't understand but oh but God. we will we will be we will be continuing the podcast in a different form in a different version we'll still talk about classic dc tv shows we'll also talk about classic dc movies and we're going to talk about everything under the sun uh, that that falls under the DC Comics umbrella. We don't have a timeline for that yet, so like I said, just keep keep the subscription open on your phone or whatever you listen, use to listen to podcasts. The feed should still update with the new version of the show going forward. But uh, I just want to thank everyone out there in the world for listening to the podcast, for writing us. You know, people have emailed us, people have tweeted at us. It's been an honor to to have this community of DC TV classics fans. And um, it's been my honor to, to do this show with you guys. And especially Brittany has been my honor to have you as a co-host, the one consistent co-host from day <laughs> one. And of, of course, shout out to Nick Lang, Desiree Rodriguez, Ken Knudsen for two episodes or whatever. <laughs> and your boy, Daniel. Um, and of course, Adam Starcaster for doing the movies with me and all the guests that we've had on the podcast. It's been a pleasure and it's been my great honor to do this podcast with all of you yeah it, it, same i am i'm still i still couldn't believe that you had asked me to do this and i'm so glad that you did because you know i wouldn't have gotten to do all the cool things i've gotten to do since you know uh doing this led me to being on hard knock life and i wrote a couple articles for nerds of color Getting the Marvel Report, I wouldn't have done that without mm. this. Black Lightning Podcast wouldn't have been a thing. I got to be on someone else's podcast. I'm so sorry for forgetting the name, but I got to be on someone <laughs> else's podcast and I got to talk about Batman and Robin. I love yeah. Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's so true. So I just, so many cool things have come from doing this podcast and will just always be special in my heart. And I do not regret any time being on this show. It's always been fun. So, yeah, yep. I just wish my schedule didn't get so conflicting those couple of... <laughs> yeah, it's that, not, it's not yeah. just your schedule. I mean, it's really, it really was just, you know, for everyone involved, coordinating and, and coming up with episode topics and, you know, especially in the strict kind of parameters that we set up for ourselves and yeah. what could be discussed on DCTV Classics, I think. You know, it, it was exactly kind of like, ultimately what I wanted this show to be was a bunch of friends getting together and reminiscing about their favorite 
DC TV shows, you know, and and the best times were when we did just that. And I think yeah, that that's reflected in the feedback we've gotten. It's reflected in the like I said, the fans out there who who actually look forward to every time the podcast updates. And and I'll always forever be grateful. And so, like I said, this will be this is not an ending. Uh, this is just a a hiatus. Like, and if you're a listener, if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you are used to long ass hiatuses <laughs> <laughs> from us oh yeah yeah so um but yeah but when the, when the next time this feed updates with a new episode it'll be under a new name it'll be technically under a new umbrella network it'll be part of the hard knock media podcast network we'll probably be able to curse now which is i'm looking forward to because <laughs> i always censor myself on this podcast and try to yeah <laughs> try to at least yeah and uh, and uh but you know i think we we, we try to keep it pg-13 but we, we won't uh anymore uh, going forward so <laughs> have that to look forward to but any any final words here on dctv classics at least just for everyone who has listened thank you um tweeted us and you know interacted with us it's just it's been so nice sharing this journey with everyone who is on the podcast who listened just it's been great um like i said it this podcast has led to so many cool things for me that i would not have believed to happen so yeah i it's bittersweet but i'm really excited to what we're gonna do next and just thank you everyone for listening and being a part of this journey with us thank you i I guess we'll leave it at that Brittany. one last time how can people get in touch with you on the internet all right. Well, you guys can find me on social media at Hi Brittany Monet. I'm also on the Black Lightning podcast, which you can follow us at BL underscore podcast. Um, I'm also in the Fangirls audio drama, which is through What the Force Productions. Um, that's a little cool audio drama that I got to do. I'm also in the Nerds of Colors first audio drama, uh, Occupy Me, which I play Roxanne. It's very fun. I'm also in Luminaris Brimstone Witch Investigator. I'm in the prequel episode. I play Yvette Causey, who is a Southern witch, and I have more of that coming. Yeah, so that's all the cool things that I'm kind of up to right now besides being a barista. <laughs> <laughs> you really are pushing that barista thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the real child, the underscore real underscore child, and you can follow the Nerds of Color at the Nerds of Color. Go to hardknockmedia.com to find all the podcasts in the Hard Knock family, including this one going forward. Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Continue giving us ratings and reviews, please. And we will continue trying to make the show better. I want to give a special thanks to Andy Babak and everyone in the DCTV podcast family. It has been truly an honor to be part of the family, be part of that network. Uh, We've done a lot of great things together, raised a lot of money together for awesome charities. And I appreciate all of the support. And it's been an amazing community to be a part of. And uh, one more time, thank you out there for listening to this podcast. We will not, we're not going away. We're just taking a break. But until next time, same pod time, same pod channel. <laughs>